All right, top NBA stories. Uh, Lakers, by the way, two games coming up against the Dallas Mavericks. Let's start off with this. So the NBA has outlined its uh, summer dates for free agency. Actually, let me let me give everybody just a quick preview here. So we're so accustomed to July 1st. That's the start of NBA free agency. Obviously, everything has changed. The NBA is doing everything they can to catch up. The goal for the NBA this season is can we catch up and start the season in the third week of October next year, and now we're back to a regular schedule. You get 82 games, fans back in the arena. That's pretty much been the goal for the NBA the way they structured this season was get get as many games as you can in, 72 games, compressed season. Um, so the, this is the details. This is what we got. Draft lottery coming out June 22nd. Lakers obviously not going to worry about that. NBA draft set for July 29th. And then the date that uh, has become one of the most interesting days, week, lead-up, post-game, all that stuff, NBA free agency. So free agency will begin on August 2nd at 3 p.m. Pacific. Contracts officially signed on August 6th. Uh, basically, I think what I'm trying to say, Steve, is uh, after August 6th, uh, I'm going on some kind of vacation. Go on some kind of vacation. And eh, get out of here after that. Um, so the NBA will get back to its regular schedule. This is uh this to me is the most interesting thing. Is there an event out there that any other sport has that gets as, as much attention in the offseason as the NBA freaking free agency? I don't think there is. I mean, I tried doing this with Michael yesterday. We talked a little bit about it. You know, Major League Baseball, okay, yeah, it's big. Guys get signed and big time deals go down, but really does it get anywhere near the chatter that NBA free agency gets? Does the NBA or does the NFL free agency get this much chatter? Absolutely not. I'm telling you, I I, I do uh, I do a lot of um, the stuff that I'm doing on on 710. We do a lot of that stuff on social shows as well. So we see the exact numbers, how many views, how many impressions, all that stuff. The freaking trade deadline in NBA free agency. You would think that I'm actually interesting and people want to tune into me. No, that's not the reason. That's not the reason, Steve Paulette. They're tuning into me for one reason. They just want that content. That content in NBA free agency is so incredibly big. I know this year we're not going to have a ton of names in free agency, but I don't even think it matters. Free agency is always a big event for the NBA, and we have a set date. Monday, August 2nd, 3 p.m. Pacific will be uh, will be free agency. So that's obviously going to be in the offseason. Um, MVP race a couple months ago, so interesting. You had LeBron James, you had Joel Embiid, and then you had kind of on the outskirt there James Harden conversation because of what he was doing with the Brooklyn Nets. And then Embiid goes out for a couple weeks. LeBron James has been out since March 20th, so now those conversations, they go away. Joel Embiid's missed a, a ton of games. LeBron James has missed a ton of games, which is actually incredibly unfortunate. I was uh, I had reached a point this season where you know I, I kept saying, this is when LeBron, before he had that injury against the Atlanta Hawks, kept having that conversation like I get it I know the only chance the only MVP that matters is finals MVP all those cliches that we hear all the time I get all that but I wanted LBJ to get that that uh MVP trophy which by the way he has not won in seven years just kind of lets you know how ridiculous it is how the most valuable player in the world had not won an MVP when he was 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35 years old, and now be 36, but at least this year there's more of a reason for it because of injuries, was rooting for LeBron. And there was this uh, ESPN, I think Tim Bontemps is a part of this, 
did a MVP straw poll of 101 media members, at least two of the voters in league's 28 markets. 90 of the 100 votes went to Jokic. Um, I think you know we're going to end up kind of finding out what Denver is without Jamal Murray. I'll tell you what they're not. They're not a championship team, but they could certainly still make some noise. They just picked up Austin Rivers. Jokic having an unbelievable season this year. Um, but I thought it was interesting. I was telling Michael last year that last center to win an MVP award, Shaq back in 2000. So Shaq back in 2000. Um, all right, uh, more NBA stories I want to get into. I'm looking today, and I'm I'm trying to kind of catch up on all this Steph Curry stuff. You know, I, I've I've recognized one thing about Steph Curry. All right, I don't think I ever fully appreciated Steph Curry. And then here we are this season, which, by the way, I was also the one barking around, kind of saying, well, just wait for Steph Curry this year. Um, there's no Clay Thompson over there. You know, the, the team is not all that talented. So Steph Curry, there's going to be so much attention on him. How's this dude even going to get open? How's Steph Curry going to go off? He's going to have such difficult time uh, finding games and, and scoring in, um, at efficient level or whatever the case is. Well, let's put all that to the side for a quick second. This is ridiculous what Steph freaking Curry is doing in the NBA right now. Honestly, this is absolutely ridiculous. Listen to some of these stats for Steph Curry, okay? Steph, 30-plus points in 11 straight games, longest by a player 33 years or older passing Kobe Bryant, okay? 10-plus threes in four out of, the, out of his last five games. Let me say that again. Steph Curry has hit 10 or more threes in four of his last five games. If I went out right now, Steve, and you gave me an open court, and you said, Alan, you got an hour. You got an hour. All you got to do is hit 43s. I'd probably max out at 21, okay? I have an hour. Um, Unbelievable what Steph Curry is doing right now. Leads the NBA in scoring 31.4 points per game. There was a, a good article on Yahoo talking about this 11-game streak that he's on, he's averaging 40 points on 54% shooting overall and 49.7% from the three-point line. What am I reading here? He's made 72 three-pointers in the last 10 games, most ever in a 10-game stretch. His streak of 30-point games is the longest by a Warriors player since Wilt Chamberlain in 64. And uh, let me read off one more. With 47 and 49 points in his last two games, he's the first player, 33 or older, to score 45-plus in back-to-back games since Michael Jordan in 2001. Michael was with the Wizards. What the heck is going on with Steph Curry? I think my point is this. The point that I'm trying to make is um, I definitely did not call out Steph Curry. I I definitely did not think what Steph Curry is doing so far this year. I didn't think it would be possible. I thought there'd be so much attention on Steph that defenses would just, um, you know, obviously key in on Steph. Steph's got to dish the ball or he's taking tough shots, bad shots, and his percentages wouldn't be bad and his average would be okay, but it would be inefficient shooting. So it just shows you I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, Golden State, by the way, sitting at 29 and 29. So as we look at that uh, playing tournament, you can pretty much already tell who's going to be in this playing tournament. Unless Dallas does a lot of damage here, it would be Dallas, Memphis, Golden State, San Antonio because uh, the Pelicans are five games behind number 10 seed, which is San Antonio. So that's uh, that's what we're looking at right now. Um, LaMelo Ball will be back soon. 
this is uh, I thought this was a great story. So we saw this um, Lamelo Ball cleared by the Hornets to return from wrist fracture to basketball activities. Woj put out a tweet: could be seven to ten days that the Hornets get back um, Lamelo Ball. Okay, why, why am I even bringing up Lamelo Ball? So Charlotte's in an eighth spot. Uh, would love for them to be one of these playoff teams in the Eastern Conference. When you got a market like Charlotte, and there's nothing to be excited about when it comes to the Charlotte Hornets because they have just they haven't been good, and they got a chance to have a player like Lamelo Ball represent them in the first round of the playoffs. Maybe they go up against Philly. Maybe they go up against Brooklyn or Milwaukee or one of these other teams. Just the mere fact that Lamelo Ball is part of that mix, I'm watching, and I, I think that brings. You know, I think there's something to some of these small markets getting some type of notoriety and getting some of uh, the attention. Uh, I want to see me definitely some Lamelo Ball this off season, or I'm sorry, this postseason. And if it happens, um, where we thought it was a season ending season ending injury that fractured to his wrist, that's not the case. Okay, I want to read off uh, a tweet here from uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. So we're talking about some of the health from some of these other players. So Walsh put out this tweet probably about five hours ago. James Harden suffered a setback with his hamstring, the Nets say. Then he follows it up. The Nets will continue to be cautious with Harden, and there's a possibility that Harden's return could come closer to the start of the playoffs in a month, sources tell ESPN. For now, he will continue to be out. Then, uh, say another hour later, the Nets have played seven games with Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving on the court together this season. It's becoming clear that they won't get to play more than a few more, if any, before the playoffs start. Um, Steve Nash says, uh, Malika Andrews tweet, we're back to square one. He'll be back when he's back. It might be the playoffs. It might be sooner. So I've heard a lot of people talk about the Brooklyn Nets. I've heard a lot of people talk about how there's not enough chemistry on that team. There's not enough guys willing to pass the ball. Okay, I get all that. I understand it. I don't worry about that with the Brooklyn Nets. Another thing I don't worry too much about is how many games they play together to have that chemistry that they need once the playoffs start. The Lakers, I'm going to put them in kind of a similar position here. Lakers are not going to get a ton of games with Andre Drummond and LeBron James and Anthony Davis and the rest of the squad, Ben McLemore, some of these new players, Marcus All now deep on that. A lot, of, a lot of things have changed with the Lakers. They'll be fine. And I think for the Brooklyn Nets, as long as they're healthy, they'll be fine. It's not ideal, but the world is not ideal, but this is definitely the James Harden part of it. If if James Harden's missing, consider amount of time in the playoffs. Yeah, it's a completely different team. They're not going to have the success that we thought they were going to have. But I'm going to go back to this. You can say that about any team. If you miss one of your stars, you are not going to have that much success, period. If the Lakers, if LeBron and AD aren't 100%, there's only so much that this Lakers team is going to be able to do. So that's our top NBA stories. Um... I want to spend a little bit of time uh, doing this when we come back. By the way, quick shout-out. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons today. Uh, make your life simple. If that check engine light is on, SoCalOilChange.com. Throw in your zip code. Find Valvoline Instant Oil Change, and uh, there'll be a location near you. And the perfect part about this is once you do find the location, you got to get it out of your car. Um, if you're on the website, you can get coupons, text it to you, email it to you, uh, print it out if you want, and go into Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Get your car serviced. SoCalOilChange.com. We appreciate their partnership. When we come back, 
Uh, I'll take a couple phone calls. I know we got a few people waiting on uh, on hold, so we appreciate the calls. A um, couple things I want to get into. What does the playoff picture look like today? What does it look like right now? If the Lakers, if you took where the Lakers are right now, I think it's an interesting, kind of an ideal situation, if you ask me, of where the Lakers sit today. Plus, um, I'll spend a little bit of time. Vanessa Bryant, Kobe Bryant Estate, elect not to renew partnership with Nike. I thought that was an interesting story that came out yesterday. We'll talk about that as well. Brad Turner coming up at 830. Laker fans, appreciate you guys tuning in. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We don't need a break, we don't need a break Steve. Yeah, like one minute, that's enough. Quick little breather, let's get back at it. <laughs> Uh, there's I don't, I don't know if there's Laker fans, by the way, that are incredibly disappointed that I didn't spend two hours talking about this uh, catfishing story. I know I'm the expert here at 710 for the entertainment stuff. I know everybody comes to me and says, Al, Al, there's a catfishing story. We, uh, we need your opinion on this. Something like that. Something like that. All right, 877-710-ESPN. Uh, if you want to be a part of the show, Brad Turner coming up at 830 uh, let me squeeze in a quick phone call here. Gil in West Covina. Gil, what's going on? Appreciate you calling in. Hey, happy to be on the call. I'm here, just sitting here with my son, Josh, nine years old. What do you think about the Clippers? They're a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, you've been raised right. Josh, you've been raised right. That's all I'm going to say. That's a good father you have over there. Uh, Gil, I, I, I was making some arguments about you know some different teams in the NBA that um, you know obviously can. It, I personally think that the Lakers, this is their championship to lose. And yes, everybody's got to be healthy. Do you think they got some legitimate threats out there? Do you think the Clippers are a threat? What, what, what's your take on that? I don't. And, you know, really quick, LeBron, I think we haven't said it. I know you guys have all touched on it. We bring it up every year. LeBron is a different beast in the playoffs, okay? Mm-hmm. He knows how to turn it on. You could even see the way his, he walks, the way he looks. He, you know, he has to take it easy. He has to, you know... Just kind of write it out, play hard, let people know that he's there. But when the playoffs come on, he's a different animal. And you know what? We got to see it last year. So is AD. All these people bad mouth talking to AD. You know what? He's a big guy. He plays hard. He's going to get hurt. And if I were a Lakers owner of all management, I would be milking any injury that happens so that they can rest up, just like all these little other wussy pansy teams are doing with their young players. So whatever they're doing, Lakers know what to do. They know how to win championships. Clippers are a joke. I am a little worried mm-hmm. about the Nets only because as much as I hate Dirk Kant, he is a baller and he has that championship pedigree as well, even though he has to jump on a team with a undefeated record, he still is a threat. And now you got Harding with his fat suit, taking the fat suit off, playing hard on the Nets. They're a legitimate threat. But because we got Drummond, now my worries are a little bit gone. At least we got someone else that could step up the defense. We gotta have three people guarded and we got those people. So those people that think they could take us out, good luck. They're not going to take us out. We're going to win it again, just like we did last year. Gil, great, great call, buddy. Thank you for calling in. Gil's got his son uh, already telling his son, "Hey, you know, you just can't go for the Clippers here." Um, 
I think it's funny because when we talk Lakers Nets, I would the biggest surprise to me is it's not Lakers Nets in the finals. If it's not, if Lakers don't come out of the the West or um, Brooklyn doesn't come out of the East and both teams are healthy, that's the storyline here. That it wasn't the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I thought Gil made a, a couple good points. First of all, let me not pretend when I say the Lakers got they got some advantages over the Brooklyn Nets. Don't think for a second that I don't think KD is one of the baddest men's on baddest men on the planets uh, on the planet. Don't think for a second that I don't think James Harden is an absolute freaking baller, no question about it. Um, I, I think the I think the thing that that kind of sticks out to me when he mentioned Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond is one of those players that uh, he's going to benefit from LeBron and Anthony Davis more than, in my opinion, any player on this Lakers roster. They're all going to benefit. KCP is going to get some wide-open jumpers. Dennis Schroeder, there's going to be less attention paid to him. Kyle Kuzma is going to come off the bench when guys are tired because they have to just go up against LeBron and AD. Everybody's going to benefit. But Andre Drummond, his skill set is perfect for the Lakers. You want to know why it's perfect for the Lakers? Because you're not asking him to do what he was asked to do in Detroit and Cleveland. And frankly, his skill set is going to be better used with the Lakers because you got LeBron and Anthony Davis. So that could be the difference against a team like the Brooklyn Nets. We'll have to wait and see. Obviously, a road, a long path to go. So I, I mentioned this. Um, what does the playoff picture look like right now? So right now, if the playoffs started, I think this might be one of the most ideal situations for the Lakers. Okay, if the playoffs started today, this is what it would look like. By the way, it's April 20th right now. Playoffs start May 22nd. Everybody's saying, well, you got the playing tournament. That's not really a playoff. I mean, I guess it is, but it's the play-in tournament. It's playing to get in, so you're not in yet. Um, that will start that week, whatever day that is. Okay, so if the playoffs started right now, this is what I mean by this is an ideal situation for the Lakers. You would face Denver in the first round. Denver without Jamal Murray, which is still a good team. But Denver without Jamal Murray, they're not a threat. They're just not. Um, and I've said this 30 times. I'll say it again. I feel bad for them, but it's the reality. The reality is the mere fact that they don't have Jamal Murray. If you got Denver in the first round, um, yeah, I think you, you you got a good draw. Because it's not the Clippers, it's not the Phoenix Suns, and it's not the Utah Jazz. And the Denver Nuggets uh, without Jamal Murray is a completely, completely different team. So I'm just playing this out here. Let's just assume the playoffs started right now. Lakers were in fifth place. You get the Denver Nuggets in the first round. Second round, you get the Utah Jazz. Uh, You know, Michael and I were doing the pregame show, and Michael, over the last two games, has said that the Utah Jazz are the most disrespected team in some respects the most disrespected team in the history of the NBA because nobody's talking about them. And here they are, first place, best record, all this stuff. And nobody brings them up when it comes to, you know, an NBA championship. So I will say this. I am one of those that have not respected the Utah Jazz yet because if the Lakers got the Jazz in the second round, I'll take my chances. And I think most Laker fans would. Yes, you won't have home court in the first round if you end up in fifth place. Yes, you wouldn't have home court against the Utah Jazz. Kind of is what it is. If the Lakers got Denver in the first round, then Utah in the second round, this is the way it's structured right now, and then you get the winner of that Clippers-Phoenix Sun series, which I think would be the Clippers, then you would face the Clippers 
in the Western Conference Finals. And if there's one thing that we've talked about, and I know we spent a lot of time on this last year, we all thought, okay, hey, it's going to happen. Lakers are going to play the Clippers. Finally, it's going to come in the playoffs. It's still not a lock or a guarantee. Lakers and Clippers could find themselves in the first round against each other or not facing each other at all in the playoffs because, you know, one of the teams um, didn't get it to the Western Conference Finals, whatever the case is. But that's how it would look right now. If the Lakers were in the playoffs and the playoffs started today, that's exactly what it would look like. Lakers would have Denver in the first round. They'd have Utah in the second round and probably the Clippers in the third round before you uh, got to the NBA Finals. Talk about the path being a lot tougher this year than it was last season. Uh, Pack your victory dance and go all in on fun at Harris Resort SoCal. From dining to unwinding, fun is a sure bet at the best resort in Funner, California. You want to get away a couple days. uh, You don't want to get on a flight. Um, Harris Resort SoCal is close enough. couple-hour drive. They got that top golf swing suite. Uh, they got the trifecta of pools. Dance with Lady Luck at one of 50 table games, 1,600 slots. Are you game for a getaway? Start planning your trip by visiting harrissocal.com, harrissocal.com. Uh, when we come back, we got Brad Turner from the LA Times. Uh, looking forward to having BT on the show. Uh, appreciate you guys being a part of the show. If you do want to be a part, um, 845-ish, I'll take some more phone calls. So 877-710-ESPN. Uh, If you got a topic I haven't got into or you want to hit on any of the conversation that I had, I still will get into this. I'll get into that. uh, The Vanessa Bryant, Kobe Bryant estate elect not to renew partnership with Nike. I'll do that in the last segment as well. Uh, Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Uh, thank you for being a part of the show. Another half hour left. want to welcome in uh, Brad Turner, covers the Lakers for the L.A. Times. BT, what's going on? BT, am I right on this? Did I see you at Staples Center yesterday, and did Michael Thompson finally deliver on something that he promised from you uh, a long time ago? Well, Alan, you are absolutely correct. What an accomplishment. Michael Thompson. For one time in his entire life, he's come through. Uh, <laughs> so I'll take it. All right, all right. So it sounds like uh, sounds like a, a good bottle of wine. Let's put it that way. Um, BT, we we it was. we've got um, we got a chance. I, I just actually went through this. If the playoffs started today, I'm just curious to get your thoughts. Okay, is this would this be the most ideal situation for the Lakers? If the playoffs started today, they're sitting in fifth right now. Denver's in fourth. So you'd get the Nuggets in round one. And obviously, unfortunately, no Jamal Murray. Such a big loss and such a, you know, it, it's a monumental change in the Western Conference for a team that I thought was the second best team in the West. But you'd get Denver in the first round. You'd get Utah in the second round. And you wouldn't face the Clippers until the Western Conference Finals. If they got there, Clippers would take on the Suns in the second round. Is that the most ideal situation at this point for the Lakers if the standings stayed the way they are? Well, I don't know if it's ideal, but if it stays the way it is, 
That's the way it would play out, most likely. Mm-hmm. Of course, the Lakers have to beat Denver, and then they have to beat Utah, and then the Clippers would have to beat, what, Portland in the first round? Then they would have to beat Phoenix in the second round. So there are a lot of ifs. And since we're playing the if game, then sure. <laughs> That's the best case scenario for the Lakers. You know, it gets them there. And as you said, Jamal Murray is out for the Nuggets. And even though I think Denver has a good team, but they missed Jamal Murray. And I really enjoy watching the Utah Jazz play. I think they play the right way. They play with good power, good force. They move the balls. They move bodies. They have a great defender. They really go bare. They have these incredible shooters. But those things seem to slow down a little bit in the playoffs. So I think the Lakers will be favored. But until we get there, you know, this is just wishing that things work out that way. Yeah, it's tough, BT, because you know, every game that the Lakers played the Jazz so far this year – uh, they've been shorthanded. And then, yeah. of course, this weekend, uh, Saturday and yesterday, Utah um, did not have Donovan Mitchell. So it's tough to really assess how the Lakers would match up against the Jazz. I did say, and you know, I, I do believe this, that the star power for the Lakers, uh, it's such a significant difference. Donovan Mitchell is an unbelievable player, but you're not going to say that he's top five. You're not going to say he's top ten. He's probably 15th in that range of where he is in the NBA, and I do think star power would be the difference in this series. Um, did you? Am I underestimating the Utah Jazz? And Michael Thompson said it in our pregame show the last couple of nights. He said that they're one of the most disrespected teams in the history of the NBA. How much How much do you think we're not talking enough about the Jazz or are disrespecting them? Well, first off, as Michael Thompson said, they were the most disrespected team in the history of the NBA, and we know he's wrong about that, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, are they a disrespected team this season? Then, yes, they are. But the entire history... Get out of here, Michael. <laughs> and we don't give we don't give the Utah Jazz enough credit. And it's easy to overlook them because they don't have, as you said, the star power. They play in Salt Lake City, Utah. There's nothing sexy about them, you know, other than Spider. But that's a very good team. I mean, they do a lot of good things. They shoot the ball exceptionally well. They play really good defense. They move. They make you play hard when you play against them. So, yes, they are underappreciated. And that's understandable because they lost a 3-1 lead last year in the playoffs to the Denver Nuggets. They got beat the first round. But they've come back strong this year. So, I like watching them play. They're fun. They're they're actually my second favorite team to watch play Hmm. other than than the Lakers. You take the Lakers out. Number one team for me right now, I don't know if I should call them a team, but I'm going to call it Golden State, and it's really Golden Steph. I love watching that dude play, man. Unbelievable. I went through it probably about a half hour ago, BT, just some of the ridiculous, ridiculous um, mm. stats over the last 11 games, what he's been doing. So that, that's been – and by the way, I'm also the guy that thought that because Clay's out and, you know, they're not going to be really competing for a playoff spot that – Teams are just going to load up on Steph and make other guys beat him. And, and what Steph Curry's doing has been unbelievable. Um, uh, I, I guess the BT, the conversation over the last week or so 
we've been getting closer to Anthony Davis's return. So a lot of these questions in the pregame for coach and postgame for coach, and even yesterday a lot of the players were being asked about, okay, AD's coming back sooner than later. What what do you expect? When AD does return, how, how do you think the Lakers – um, you know, get him back into playing shape? How do you think they get him just comfortable? And, and now you're going to obviously have this addition to Andre Drummond in the front court. What do you expect over the next couple of weeks with Anthony Davis? You know, I expect it to be a slow ramp up, Allen. No more than, I would say, the match would be 20 minutes a game out the box for his very first game. And you kind of raise it maybe two or three minutes or five minutes going forward. But it's going to take some time. I mean, obviously, it's going to take time. And as you mentioned, you have Andre Drummond, who's a low and a big body down low. So does that kind of compromise what AD can do down low because there's just not enough space to operate? But AD is just so damn skilled, so damn good. that you know, I, I'll be curious to see myself. I want to know what kind of condition it is. How is he, are his legs going to hold up? Will his shots be a little bit short? And then will he overcompensate and will they be a little bit long? But the most important thing is, is he 100% healthy and will he stay healthy throughout the postseason? Yeah, you know, BT, I, listen, I, I think, and I spent a little time on this as well, it's you know, right now with Anthony Davis, that's so much of this. You just hope that, okay, Lakers were just being extra cautious and the timing was to their benefit because this was in mid-February where, um, you know, he went down with this injury, the calf strain. So they had plenty of time before the playoff start. How much do you think if the Lakers were in a different predicament, they would have probably – do you think AD would have uh, – if this happened – um, if this happened, let's say, a month later than it actually did, you think we would have saw AD earlier just based on when the playoffs start and everything else? Uh, I guess how much do you think the Lakers were overly cautious on this and how much, no, he needed every one of these days to hopefully get healthy? You know, I think it's both. I think they were overly cautious because you kept hearing, remember Kevin Durant had a strained calf muscle? He came back for the finals, and then he had the dreaded Achilles tendon tear. So you kept hearing that. So in the back of your mind, that is there. That's in AD's mind. It's in the Lakers' mind. And there's just nothing you can really do about that, of course. You know, so they were over the costs, but I also think that it was a series of injury that they had to take their time. AD had to take his time and let it heal properly. Because we were talking about a calf muscle, and an Achilles tendon injury. So that's obviously connected together, but that's still two little small different things. So you need both of those to heal. And for him to feel comfortable that if he does any type of activity, any movement, any explosion to the basket, that he can do those things without any pain. BT, when do you think we get, uh, when do you think we get LeBron back? Man, that's a good question. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know I, again, Boga said he, that LeBron has been working out some. He's made some progress. But the more I talk to different trainers and doctors, you always hear that the higher ankle injury is always more tough to deal with and to overcome than the low ankle injury. 
And we know one thing LeBron does, he takes great care of his body. And because of that, maybe he'll come back a little bit sooner than we anticipate. Brad Turner um, covers the Lakers for the L.A. Times, taking some time to uh, to join Lakers talk. Um, BT, Lakers got the Dallas Mavericks over these next two games. Dallas, you know, I, I don't know where you are on the Dallas Mavericks. I'm a little surprised. I, I thought coming into the season they would be, um, yeah, I guess you could say more of a threat in the Western Conference, kind of progressing from what they accomplished last year. Here they are sitting in seventh place. Um, how important, how key are these two games knowing that the Lakers have – about a four-game cushion on the Mavs for seventh spot uh, as far as the playing tournament goes. You want to stay out of that seventh spot. Is is this – do you put a lot of stake on these next two games? Let's put it that way. Oh, yes, I do. And I do because if you're Dallas, you really need to win both of those games because the Mavericks have already complained. Luka, their owner, has complained about the playing game. There shouldn't be a playing game. Well, if Dallas doesn't lose to the second of the Kings, like they just did the sure. other night, then you can get by perhaps those playing games. But you can't have losses like that. You know, so you get the Lakers twice, and generally what happens, as we just saw with the Lakers in Utah, when you play a team one night, they all play them another night again, like a playoff-type series, you split those series. Dallas needs to win both. Hmm. The Lakers, I think, would like to win both, but they will accept splitting. And then they move on from there to uh, to Orlando, to the Wizards. I mean, so they have winnable games going forward. And uh, I'm not correct, I think Dallas has a pretty easy schedule, but they lost against the Sacramento Kings, so there's not a given with them. They need to play basketball Play the right way and stop complaining. Just go win some damn games, man. Well, BT, I don't know if they, uh, I don't know if they make those complaints if they were sitting in the fourth spot, right? I think just the fact no, that they are in seventh not. is, um, is obviously why they were complaining about the uh, playing tournament. Uh, BT, final one I got for you. Um, what, mm-hmm. what'd you learn over this, let's say, two months or so without Anthony Davis? Uh, close to 30 days now. Uh, actually, I think today is 30 days without LeBron James. What you what you learn from some of these Lakers role players that uh, you you could say kept uh, kept the team above water? What I learned the most about the entire group is that they will compete, no matter who's playing, who's not playing, who's new. You no, know, they use the cliche "next man up," and every team does that. But they have proven they will not feel sorry for themselves. Frank Vogel won't let them feel sorry for themselves. He will keep pushing them. They keep pushing each other. Dennis Schroeder has really taken on a larger role. KGP is starting to shoot the ball a lot better the last week and a half. And I think his last two games, he's made five three-pointers. Taylor Horton Tucker is showing that he will be in the rotation in the playoffs. You have someone that's real tough-minded, like Marquise Morris, that says, hey, man, we are here to win games. He's showing great leadership. You know, I just like the way they have conducted themselves as professionals, as guys that are willing to take upon all of this onus upon them, knowing the two best players on their team, the two of the top five players in the league are not there. They will compete until the end. You have to beat them. 
to win the games. And they've lost some games, but they will compete. BT, thank you, buddy. I know you're uh, doing – is this your off day? And here you are. At, I look up at Spectrum. You're on TV. You're on the radio. I mean, you're everywhere, well, BT. You're everywhere. You know, you know I, I got that bottle of wine from Michael Thompson, so I'm feeling kind of good about myself. There you go. There it is, BT. <laughs> well, listen, man, I, All I, right. I appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll connect soon and uh, see you at the next uh, home game over at Staples Center. Absolutely, Anna. Thank you. All right, bud. That's uh, Brad Turner right there from the LA Times. Uh, BT. Covers the Lakers for the LA Times. Um, okay, this is a story that I have not got into yet, and I did want to spend some time on. So um, we will preview the Lakers and the Mavs. Uh, we'll do that coming up next. Plus, the story that came out yesterday, Vanessa Bryant, Kobe Bryant Estate, elect not to renew the partnership with Nike. I, I thought this was very, very interesting, and, I, and there's a few reasons for it. More than anything else is uh, Kobe's. You know, you just think about anybody, anybody over the years that plays basketball, whether you're playing indoor, outdoor, whether you're playing recreationally, just shooting around, or you're playing in some kind of league, whatever the case is, um, everybody wears Kobe's. So I'm curious where this goes and what happens from here, but we'll talk about that coming up next. Appreciate you guys tuning in. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. How do we always, every time I get to the final segment, I'm like, well, how do we already get through two hours? How that happened? Um, a couple of plugs I want to throw out here real quick. Right when we're done with this show, I'll do Lakers Talk on social. So it'll be on ESPN Los Angeles, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, we'll be on all the social media sites, and that will be video. We'll do it for about half hour, 40 minutes or so. Uh, so if you want to be a part of that show. Tomorrow, Travis and uh, the Sliwa Show. So Travis and I got a show from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, again, that's uh, another show uh, we got coming up tomorrow. And then Thursday, the Lakers will take on the Dallas Mavericks. It's the first of two games that the Lakers will have against the Mavs. Lakers, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I was just telling uh, Brad Turner. So the Mavs sitting at 30-26. and 26, Lost two games in a row. Last game they lost was to the Sacramento Kings at home. Kings had lost nine games in a row. I, I don't know what's going on with Dallas. I think they'll play good against the Lakers. I think they'll play tough. But the team just confuses me. I thought they'd take a step in the right direction. They really haven't. I think they took a step back this year. And I don't really know how to assess this team. But uh, Luka Doncic, obviously the man, the absolute man, one of the elite players in the NBA. The question is going to be, when it comes to the Dallas Mavericks, what Mavs team is going to show up? And... You heard Brad Turner say it, that Mavs are going to need both of these games. It can't just be, okay, well, they split it with the Lakers and they're still four games back. Well, that doesn't do anything. They have to cut into this Lakers advantage uh, that they have. And, you know, most likely because of the Lakers trying to get healthy and LeBron and AD still aren't there, it's the Dallas Mavericks trying to take advantage of that. They haven't been able to do it so far. And I talked about it already earlier in the show how the Lakers just sitting in fifth place after all this, the dust has settled, that's that's pretty damn impressive. I, I do feel like the toughest part of the Lakers season has already passed in the regular season because you have Anthony Davis coming back soon. If he's not back on Thursday, most likely back on Saturday, we know uh, he'll make his return soon, and then hopefully not too long from there we'll, we'll get a chance to see LeBron James. So Lakers-Mavs coming up on Thursday. Um, the story came out yesterday. The... Uh, Vanessa Bryant, Kobe Bryant estate elect not to renew partnership with Nike. I'm going to read something off here. This was part of a statement from Vanessa Bryant. 
Kobe's Nike contract expired on 4-13-21. Kobe and Nike have made some of the most beautiful basketball shoes of all time, worn and adored by fans and athletes in all sports across the globe. It seems fitting that more NBA players wear my husband's product than any other signature shoe. Um, she goes on to say, uh, my hope will always be to allow Kobe's fans to get and wear his products. I will continue to fight for that. Kobe's products sell out in seconds. That says everything. I was hoping to forge a lifelong partnership with Nike that reflects my husband's legacy. We will always do everything we can to honor Kobe and Gigi's legacies. That will never change. Um, so when I say that this was, uh, this kind of came out of nowhere. So I think it surprised a lot of people and we got a little bit more information on it. Obviously the fact that um, Vanessa Bryant had a, a statement out. Nike put out a statement as well. I'll just say this, just kind of, um, I, I don't know what happens from here, but what I will say that Kobe, it, it, okay, Jordans. When somebody says, I got Jordans, you know exactly what he's talking about. I got Jordans. I, I got I got this, uh, whatever shoe it is, I, I got Jordans. Kobe's is the exact same thing. Kobe's is synonymous with basketball. Um, I uh, Before COVID, I play basketball a couple days a week. Uh, I'm not saying I'm very good, Steve, but I play basketball a couple days a week. And every time I play, I mean, that's just kind of like a given. It's like, you know, you're not even paying attention, but everybody has Kobe's on. And we look at Kobe's and we look at, you know, obviously that product as any, anybody that's playing pickup basketball, I don't care what level you are, I don't care what grade you are, I don't care if you're good or you're not good, whatever the case is, everybody rocks Kobe's. So my curiosity in all this is I'm very curious how this eventually plays out because who's going to develop those shoes in the future? Who's going to put those together? I think it's big news in the industry, right? In the shoe industry. And I'm not a big shoe guy and I'm not one of those. I know some people, they collect and shoes that, um, you know, are, there, there are shoes out there that are ridiculous, whatever the case is. Some people know a lot more about shoes than I do. All I know is this, is that basketball, when you go out, everybody's got Kobe's on. So what happens from here? Um, we'll see, you know, what kind of other relationship is forged. And maybe it's with another one of these big time brands. Maybe it's not, but that's why I'm so curious on this. Just you, you put Kobe and Nike, that was just such a partnership relationship. You never even, you know, thought or imagined that that wouldn't be there down the road. Uh, but that relationship is over. And let's just say that, uh, even yesterday, I got a chance. Taylor Horn Tucker talked about KCP. These guys were saying, "Well, we got to have Kobe's." I mean, these guys. A lot of the NBA players are wearing Kobe's on a night-to-night basis. What I read here, I read something. How many players here? I saw this earlier in the story. Here it is: Kobe one, four, and five, and six were all released throughout that Pro Tro lens in recent years during the NBA's bubble restart of the 2019-2020 season. A hundred and two players wore a Kobe-branded sneaker, the most of any player's uh, sneaker line in the league. Yeah, no surprise at all. I mentioned KCP and Talon Horn Tucker. Uh, KCP yesterday said, first of all, I'm going to try to get a couple more pairs before they stop selling them, and that he was shocked by the news. Talon Horn Tucker, it's kind of unfortunate, but I guess i got to figure something out now. 
I'm pulling. I'm putting a call out to everybody right now. Whoever can get me uh, any Kobe's, I need them. Um, one other thing that came from uh, yesterday's game that I did want to point out: Kyle Kuzma on working Anthony Davis back into the lineup when he does come back. He could come back as soon as this upcoming game on Thursday. Um, no, not really. You know, I think uh, last year we had eight games to figure it out in one championship. So, you know, speaking of the bubble, but uh, you know, if you know, I don't really think that there's. A, too many concerns. I think if there was one, is you know, um, guys learning how to play with AD more, um, you know, understanding his game and where he likes his spots and uh, where to be on the court when when he has the ball. You know, that that's something that is going to be huge for us because this year we haven't really had to um, you know really deal with that too much with him. You know, missing so many games, but. Um, you know, I, I think that's just the biggest thing, guys learning how to play with uh, Anthony Davis out there because, you know, Brian's easy. It's easy to play with him. You know, uh, he makes the game easier for everyone. All right, that's uh, Kuzma talking about when AD comes back. Taylor Horn Tucker on what he learned without Anthony Davis. Um, what I, well, Actually, what I've learned is that we got a group that's going to, you know, compete no matter who's on the court. Uh, you know, I feel like you need that. And uh, I feel like it's going to help us in the playoffs when those guys come back. I wouldn't say that it ended, but I feel like, you know, with them coming back, it's going to bring, you know, an- another, you know, level to our team that we, you know, we've been waiting for. For those who are having that conversation about uh, concerns about Lakers, do they have enough time to get to gel together? You know, Andre Drummond hasn't played yet with AD and LeBron, and will the Lakers have that chemistry that they're looking for? Don't worry about that. All you got to worry about with the Lakers is that this team is healthy. And obviously, they're always every day they're getting one step closer to that pers- or that um, predicament. And we might get AD back uh, within these next couple of games. Laker fans, as always, appreciate you guys being a part of the show. You can uh, catch the show Lakers Talk with Alan Slew on the ESPN app or on iTunes. If you missed any part of the show, uh, we are about to do the Lakers Talk on streaming. So as always, enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to Steve Paulette, LA. Have a great rest of your night.